This is Seven Sport. Hello and good morning. Welcome along, Boats for Breakfast Live here on Seven Sports Saturday morning, the 29th of October. It's Halloween weekend. Parties were going on last night. If you were, uh, you look on the socials, Snapchat, Instagram, full of them. Parties in town. People were having parties at home. I'm not a big Halloween fan, so I was in bed pretty early. Early for this programme, of course, the ultimate professional. But welcome along. How's your week been? Mine's been a, a bit of a mixed bag. Got some games in. Was hoping to get to a game last night. Incredibly, uh, what, an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff? Get the text message. Don't worry, Roy. Gloss City under-18s is off tonight. Bedworth can't get there. Their minibus started an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff. I think the journey's an hour and a half. You know, it's a bit of a, a a bit of a late call, but that game was called off. I did get some games in, as I said. Went to Tuffley versus Fairford on Tuesday night, and then we went to Long Levens under 18s versus Dursley on Thursday. Two very very good competitive local games. Um, one in the adults section, one in the under 18s. Also, when we were there at Saw Mills, handed out the uh, Seven Sport Athlete Sport Player of the Month award. For September, that went to Long Levens winger Leo Marsden Green, who went on to score two goals in the game to to get his side the three points. So the curse of the player of the month a little bit lifted, although he did go off injured at half time after taking a stray kick. So he should be okay. Bit of an impact injury for him, but you know before that it was a. Uh, the Tuffley Fairford game on Tuesday, very, very good game. And it ties into one of our guests that we've got on today, Ross Langworthy, the top goal scorer in the Hellenic Premier in and around Gloucestershire. He is on the programme to talk about life at Fairford this season, obviously, under new management, as we've talked about uh, in the summer, obviously on the website and on this programme, Jamie Reed at the helm, getting the best out of Ross Langworthy, who, to be fair, is in exceptional form. And he... Uh, of course, got a goal at Tuffley on Tuesday, as you would expect. Uh, also on the programme today, we have Dan Brain. He's going to come on and talk about Broadwell versus Rudine Hill, a game that he's described as the biggest derby in the forest. And we might also just have a bit of a gloat against him after winning the 7-7s against him last week. So be good to get him on. Obviously, former Cinderford Town under-18s man as well. So, life at Broadwell. We'll find out what it's like um, when Dan Brain's on the programme in a short while. And then this weekend in the Gloucester County Women's Football League, there are no league fixtures. It's a cup weekend, the Gordon Perrett Cup. Um, we're watching Long Levens Ladies versus Dursley Town. So, I thought it'd be a nice uh, change to get a clip in from the Inner Spotlight interview that we did with Michelle Watson, the Dursley Town Ladies captain. Um, experienced footballer we'll, uh, we'll get, that, get our clip later on in the programme but as we always do there's plenty going on in Gloucestershire again um, we, we've been we've been blessed with the fixture list today very very good options you know wherever you are in the county wherever you fancy doing there is a game out there for you starting in the National League North Gloucester City they play top of the league Kings Lynn Town uh, Gloucester got a draw in midweek at Chester. Um, from the sound of it, it sort of seems that was about the fair result, really. And to be honest, it, it's a good point for Gloucester. Chester is a tough place to go, especially when you have to go there 
on a Tuesday night. Um, if you have missed any of the fallout of that game, by the way, um, Gloucester City fans and Gloucester City players have riled and royally annoyed uh, Chester fans just by existing, really. It's, you know, their forum was an absolute... I don't know how to describe it on a Saturday morning without being too offensive. But just imagine all of the weirdos and, you know, all of the... The, the strange blokes you see in around the Regal at this sort of time on a Saturday morning, that, but online, it's, uh, it's incredible reading, it really is. Um, I've never seen so many um, bites. You know, we talk about uh, nibbles and, and going fishing in terms of social media, just trying to rile people up. I'm a, a big advocate of it. And yeah, it's just absolutely insane. Some of the stuff that's being said. Um, so go check that out. Uh, in the Southern League Division 1 South, Sinifer Town versus Bashley. That'd be a tough game for Alex Sykes' men at the Causeway. Eastham United, I fancy them to win today. Um, they play Biddeford at home. Uh, Westbury United versus Bishops Cleave. It was the second in the Hellenic Prem last year versus the Champions. That would be a good one. Little uh, little side note. Freddie Ward, assistant manager for Bishop's Cleave, does a post with me in the week, you know, hyping up the game, talking about his side's form. I don't know why I'm whispering. He's gone away. He's away currently for five nights. I mean, that's embarrassing, isn't it? Mid-season, mid-season holiday. Freddie Ward, I thought he was, I thought he was better than that. I thought he was better than that. He's uh, been, been ripped this morning by, uh, by Adam Mace. In, in the group chat, so happy to report that. But yeah, Bishop Steve, who are now without Jack Watts, that's the main story coming out of Bishop Steve this week. Jack Watts going to Stalport Swifts. Now, as as with anything, you know, you get told different things in this game, different rumours or, or whatever. And, you know, Jack Watts, he's been offered a very, very good financial package to, to go to Stourport. So we wish him all the best, obviously, out of our catchment area once again. So I won't see too much of Jack Watts um, for the time being, but hopefully he comes back soon. But yeah, it, to say that it was an offer, if, if, if it's true, of course, if the offer he's been reportedly given um, for that level of football, there is no way you can turn that down. So... You know, all the best to him, and, and I'm sure he's going to do a fantastic job at Stourport. Um, elsewhere, it's also Wimborne Town versus Slimbridge. Again, another tough trip for our side. Um, Slimbridge, though, we've, we've talked about it previously on, on programmes and also on um, posts on the website. Slimbridge tend to do well in the bigger games, in the, the, the longer trips, and against the, the sides they probably aren't fancied against. So, Slimbridge could uh, turn a few eyes today. Uh, in the central, uh, it's Sirencester Town. They go to Wolfmanstone. Um, post with John Bruff on the website, looking ahead to that one. Sirencester just finding their feet after a, a real slow start. Didn't win in their first seven. Now won the last three. They're looking good. They're starting to get there. And uh, yeah, another big win away from home today. Could do Sirencester the world of good. In the Hellenic Prem, all the sides are at home. Every single side that we have is at home. Brimson are up, they host Formbury. Fairford Town, they host Wantage. Again, we'll talk to Ross Langworthy. Uh, previewing that one, because it, it'd be a decent win for Fairford if they can get it. Long Levens, they host Corsham Town. That is our featured game this afternoon. I'm excited to see Ollie Pitt, former Brimson are up man. Obviously, 
joined Caution recently. Be good to, to catch up with him. Lydney Town versus Cribs, another tough game for our side. And it is Tuffy Rovers versus Roman Glass St. George. So, I mean, in the Hellenic Prem, you get tricky fixtures every week for every team. But a tough set of fixtures there. So, we're interested to see who gets um, the points and, and how many points the Gloucester side can get this afternoon. In Hellenic League Division 1, Bolton Rovers versus Newent Town. Um, obviously, the news that came out of Bolton Rovers this week is that manager CJ Price had departed. Bit of a strange one. Um, got a phone call on... No, I got I got a text message on Sunday afternoon. So, obviously, after the programme last week. And, yeah, I was told. And I couldn't believe it. Could not believe that he's, uh, he's he's been let go. But, obviously, if you've kept up to date on the social media, he has joined Long Levens as a first-team coach. So... He's managed to you know, find his feet and uh, thankfully still staying uh, within football pretty close to us. So, yeah, Bolton Rovers, new um, management, Mike Colony in charge there. They host Newent Town. I think there may potentially be a few people out there who want a Newent win. Uh, Champs Saracens versus Milton United. Milton United, top of the league in Division 1, travelling to Saracens who... Um, yeah, just a bit of a transitional season at the minute for Saracens. It feels, um, you know, lost a, a few players and just rebuilding. Um, had a chance meeting with James Barnes Wills on the uh, on the bus the other day. Yeah, just little story of my life. <laughs> I don't know why it's, uh, it feels felt the need to share that, but yeah, I saw him on the bus. We had a little chat. Asked him how things were, and yeah, he said that it was going well. But what didn't help was everyone leaving. Like, Saracen's lost a few players and just going through that rebuilding stage. But a uh, lovely man and a good player as well. Simon says Town Development, they host Morton Rangers. FC Stratford versus Shortwood United. Hartbury University versus Southern United. And Stonehouse Town versus Kidlington Reserves. Um, in the County League, a couple of big features in the County League today. Uh, Bromley Heath United versus Patchway Town. Cheltenham Civil Service versus Frampton United. That could potentially be... Um, a really, really good game of football. Hardwick versus Quedgley in an all-Gloucester derby. Of course, we've been uh, slowly building up towards the next weekend's featured game, which will be Gala versus Hardwick. So it'll be interesting how Hardwick get themselves ready for that one. Uh, Hembury versus Littlestoke. Rockleys Rangers versus Cribs Reserves. Uh, as, as I said, the biggest derby in the forest, Rudine Hill Rangers versus Broadwell Amateurs. That is live at Ruadine later on this afternoon. Stoke Gifford United versus Garda Wilton and Wick versus Sharpness. Both sides need a win in that one. Sharpness's form's frighteningly um, inconsistent at the minute. It's not been great for their management. In the Northern Senior League, it's the first week of the two o'clock kickoffs. So if you are going to a Northern Senior League game, double check it. Two o'clock kickoffs. It kicks off an hour early due to the. Uh, clock's going back tonight, as it always does in the division. I believe the county league will be 2 o'clock kickoff potentially from next week. So, you know, if I'm planning on a county league game, got to make sure I'm prepared for that. But in Division 1, it's Abbey Mead Rovers versus FC Lakeside, Breedon versus Brockworth Albion, Chalford versus Charlton Rovers, Charfield versus Lydney Town Reserves, Cheltenham Athletic versus English Bickner. Dursley, they host Wollaston. Dursley had a stinker of a week last week. I mean, I, I, mean, I spoke to Carl Nash <laughs> after the Reg Davis Cup um, defeat and I also spoke to him after the defeat in the County Cup at the weekend. And yeah, just 
everything that could have gone wrong for Dursley last week did. So they'll be looking to bounce back against the Willison side, who, you know, probably the perfect time to try and play Dursley, to be fair. Uh, Long Levens Reserves versus Barclay Town, and uh, Stonehouse Town Reserves versus Smith Barometrics. I need to update that on the website, because it was changed to Friday night, and uh, Stonehouse Town Reserves ran out 2-0 winners last night. So they have claimed the three points. In Division 2, Barnwood United are at home to Chesterton, Bybury versus Falcons, uh, Staunton, of course, versus Harrow Hill, and Viney St. Swivens versus King Stanley. Now, the reason there's only uh, the, the four games is because in the Gloucester FA Junior North Cup second round, there's a bunch of matches going on in there. Um, a couple of the Division 2 sides are, are in that, so... We'll run through those fixtures just because it's uh, a nice little county cup to, to look into. Half two kickoff in the county cup as ever. ASU Cheltenham versus Frampton United Reserves. Cheltenham Civil Service Reserves versus Elwood. Randwick versus Lidbrook. Uh, Wickwar Runderers versus Blakeney. Uh, Abbey Mead Rovers Reserves versus Sherdington Rovers. Painswick versus Hardwick Reserves. Bream Amateurs versus Rodin Hill Rangers Reserves. Warden United versus Bishop's Cleave A, Minchin Hampton versus Kingswood, Broadwell Amateurs Reserves versus Garla Wilton Reserves, Harrow Hill Reserves versus Quedgley Reserves, Rodborough Old Boys versus Upton St. Leonard's, Presbury Rovers versus Westbury, uh, FC Lakeside Reserves versus Horsley United, and Milkwall versus Long Levens Development. They kick off half past two in the Junior Cup North. Go to sevensport.co.uk for all of the fixtures. If you are looking at potentially getting into a game, there is plenty of options, as I said. Um, caters for everybody this weekend's fixtures, and you know that's an enjoyable thing for me to see. Um, a lot of people will probably go to Gloucester City, I can imagine, with the, the form they're in at the moment, with the, the fact that it's a top-of-the-table clash. You've got to be, uh, be honest with that. But yeah, each Southern League, there's options. Hellenic, of course, as we said there. Plenty of games to go and get out to. Um, as I said, we have a game in the Gloucester County Women's Football League, uh, Gordon Perrett League Cup this weekend. Uh, that looks like, well, it's the first round, so full um, fixtures in the first round of the Cup. And they look as follows. So these take place tomorrow Two o'clock kickoff in these. Uh, Abbey Mead Rovers Ladies versus Red Falcon Club. And Doversford Women versus Stoke Lane Athletic. Bitten Ladies host City of Gloucester Women. Bradley Stoke Ladies versus Wincham Town. Bristol and West host Gloucester City first. Uh, Bristol Rovers Women Development versus Downend Flyers Women A. Sirencester Ladies versus Kingswood Women. Uh, Downend Flyers Re- Downend Flyers Women Reserves versus Cheltenham Saracens Women. Elwood Ladies versus Bocco Ladies Reserves. Gloss City Women Development, they host uh, SGS Olverston United Reserves. Long Levens, they host Dursley, as we said, our featured game uh, tomorrow afternoon. Really looking forward to that one. Uh, Longwell Green Ladies versus Mitchell Dean. Southmead Community Sport versus Bishop's Cleave Ladies. Tuffley Rovers Ladies versus Cheltenham Civil Service Ladies. And Whitchurch Ladies versus Ashton Keynes Youth Ladies. As I said, 7sport.co.uk. For all of the fixtures, if you're looking to get to a game tomorrow, you can just have a look at the fixture list there. Um, a little reminder as well that in the, the week coming up, it is Gloucester City and 23s. They host Bristol Rovers in the County Cup. That is at Meadow Park on Tuesday night. So uh, it's a toss-up for me whether I'm going to end up going there or whether I'm going to end up going to Tuffley versus Worcester Raiders. Haven't really decided 
But what you would say, you know, delighted to say it, plenty of options. That is what this is all about. And uh, busy week for me, actually. Before we get Dan Brain on, bit of exciting news for for, for me, really. Um, just share it with everybody. Um, so we had an email last week, and basically we, as we always do, particularly this time of year when the students have, have come into the uni of Gloucestershire, Hartbury, and, and, and whatever, um, we look at potential work experience, try and see if we can get a couple in just to cover more games so for example this afternoon um josh evans of course he is going to be doing his bits of gloucester live so you know if i can just get a couple that can go to a couple of games suddenly we get more games covered over the course of a a weekend hopefully going to have tweets on the tn talk pod um twitter account from charlie for the gloucester city game this afternoon um just waiting for him to confirm that so potentially we could have two today but you know we could have if we get work experience in Again, me a three and a four games getting covered at once. And that's what I like um, to be able to provide to people. And obviously John Palmer, he is the one of the lecturers uh, for the sports journalism course at the university. And he is basically just through talking to him, been been making a PowerPoint presentation to, to send across to, to try and encourage the students to join us. Anyway, we've had an email. Um, whether my details have been passed on or, or, or well, our details have been passed on, I'm not too sure. But the university have invited us along to go to the Creative Industries networking event. So basically, I'm going to go and speak to the students of of all of the the media courses about potentially joining Seven Sport. And yeah, excited, nervous. No other businesses will be there. How will I? you know compared to that i don't know i mean I've, i don't know but I'm, I'm going in i've put my place and uh hopefully we can uh and they said entice some students then but that is strange strange to say on saturday morning and it's strange to say in general but hopefully we can uh find a couple of gems like we've had in the past with josh and uh bill over the years and uh who knows so watch this space it could be an exciting couple of weeks for us and potentially some new new additions to the team which will be nice. Right, running over time here. I didn't realise how, how how late we are here. Um, we're going to go for a quick song, just while I gather my bearings. When we come back, going to have Dan Brain on the phone, talk about Broadwell, and we'll talk about the game today against Rudin Hill Rangers. Um, but this is Two Door Cinema Club, where if something good can work, um, nice little quick song for us. When we come back, we'll have our first guest of the morning. Hello. Good morning, Dan Brain, live on 7 Sport. How are you, mate? Good morning, I'm good, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, all good. Apologies from, from me, a little bit late, a little bit later than our, our scheduled time. No um, worries, it's fine. How are, you, how are you getting ready for the for the game this morning? We'll start with that question first. Are you, you Have you been up for for ages, dreaming of the game today, or has it been a bit <laughs> uh, of a scramble? Got up about 20, 20 past 8, 20 past 8, saw the clock and sort of need to get up, so yeah, it's been a bit of a, bit of a quiet morning, and then gearing up for the big game this afternoon. How uh, how exciting uh, are games like this? Obviously, um, you know, big game against a, a local rival in, in Rodin. You know, they're under new management as well. How much do you look forward to these occasions? Yeah, they're always they're always big. They're always big, especially after after last season where we had a good result against them, not so good result against them. So it's always nice to see if we can in, improve on that. Now, how what have you made of the the season so far for for Broadwell? 
Yeah, it's not it's not been a, it's not been a bad start at all. I think we're six or maybe seven mm-hmm. unbeaten now. So we've 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 started we started off all right down in Bristol. We had quite a few away games. We picked up some good results down there. Then we've come home. We've we've, we've struggled a little bit recently, but hopefully that can change today. What do you think the uh, what, what would you put the struggling down to potentially? Uh, I think finding the back of the net really. We just, we just struggle to struggle. We create we create a few chances, but we need three or four to be able to put one in the net. Unfortunately, I mean, did it, was there much change at Broadwell over the summer? Sort of looking at the, the squad list and uh, things like that, it doesn't seem like there's a huge amount of change. So, um, you know, how settled is the side? Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty settled. We've got a good group of boys. We're all quite close. We all stay quite local with each other. So we added the added a couple of new faces here and there, but the majority is at the same from last year. And what's the the target been for you know since the beginning of the season? What would be a a good season for Broadwell, do you reckon? Oh, so well obviously the first one we always started we just want safety so we hit enough points to stay in the league and then we try and we're trying to beat our position from last year I'd say. So I think we finished sixth last year, so anything above sixth is a decent season again really. Because we've had a, a couple of people from the county league on in, in the last few weeks, obviously Ben Sluman from Gala, and we also had Jamie Henderson, the, the Rurudine manager, a few weeks ago. You know, what have you made of the the standard of the county league this year? Um, you know, obviously a lot of different teams compared to to what it looked like last year, and, and obviously the year before that. I think the county league is just a physical league. It's a physical battle, but it's now there's more sides starting to try and play a bit more football, but it's still. You go away to places like the Galas, like the Sharp Mess, or the Framptons is a very physical battle. And how do you find the, the physical game? Obviously, you're still a, a young player, you know, come through the under 18s league where potentially you don't get kicked as much. So, you know, the, the flip side of it is you, you know, have played county league football for a couple of years now. You know, do you think you, your game's benefited from, from playing in the league? Yeah, definitely. It's getting, it's got, it's obviously last year was probably my first forward season so this year is probably my second so it's just getting used to the physical demands really in the league you come up against teams you know there's going to be a physical battle you come up against other teams you think maybe this game will be a bit more on the floor football based game really and and you know for for anyone who hasn't seen you play you know how would you describe yourself as a player so i'd say my 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 main position is probably a center attack midfielder just behind the striker at the moment, I'm currently playing out wide. Well, I have been playing out wide for the past season or so. So I like to like basically pick the ball up and drive, keep driving, cut inside, and either thread a ball through or unleash one. Really, because I remember watching the the Sinfield under 18s, and I'm pretty sure you played out wide in in that team yeah. as well. So I imagine it's just a position that you're almost used to to filling at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just natural at the moment. So it's naturally naturally drift out wide to try and get on just try and find space and get on the ball and then when I get the ball it's just, just try and create something make something happen really because a little bit about that team obviously you won the league uh, well they won the league twice you know what was it like to to be part of, of that team oh, it was definitely something it was definitely something special the amount of times that we were under pressure or we were losing and we somehow clawed it back to win especially against Bishop Cleve when we were 2-0 down or it might be even 3-0 down at half time and then 3-0 wasn't it yeah yeah and then we made some changes and then somehow managed to win 4-3 
you know, some of those players that were in that team as well, you know, how um, how lucky do you think you've been to to have played with the players that you have so far, both for for Broadwell and that Cinderford side? Oh, definitely, very lucky. There's some good players in there because some of them are moving on. Finn Jones is now playing for Nuance and came on for Sinford on Tuesday night. So, yeah, he's he's improved. Harry Clark and Jack Knight are down at Lydney. So, yeah, it plays with some good players. No, I don't want to put you on the spot or, you know, unsettle you, but, um, you know, what's the aspirations for yourself, uh, you know, from the sound of it? And, and, you know, I'm not suggesting anything other than, you know, you are happy at Broadwell at the moment, but, you know, what's your, your long-term ambitions as a, a footballer? Uh, hopefully just to play as play as high as I can see how far I can see how far I can play high I think gaining confidence and having a good season in the Celtic League will help me develop as a player so fingers crossed that maybe a few years time I'll be able to play in a little bit higher and see where things take me because obviously I get a lot of criticism I mean I've, I've said the word a lot there to make it sound like it's loads but um, I get criticism labelled at me saying that you know, I don't like the forest or I barely go to the forest and, and, and things like that. Obviously, it's all in good jest. But, you know, Broadwell's a, a team that I don't think I've actually seen play yet. So, this is your your job. This is not just to, to sell it to me, but you're selling it to potential uh, spectators, fans, supporters. You know, Broadwell is a football club. You know, what's it like? Uh, it's, like it's probably... It's, you, if you come if you come to Broadwell, you probably want to come back, to be honest. Like, everyone's welcoming, friendly... Like in the bar after the game, there's no bad words going around. We're all just we're all just one club, really. Because obviously, with the the reserves being in the the Northern Senior League, it's not too much uh, of, a, of a massive gap between the two sides, you know. So, how together is the the club with with all the teams? You know, is it a case of you know the first sit with the first, the reserves sit with each other, or or does everyone sort of mix about? Yeah, everyone really mixes about because we've got so like got a mixture of ages. Like we've got some older heads in the first team and. Then, younger ones in the second team so if we're all at home we're all like sat with each other so we're all like mixed around so it's just a bit of a friendly club really and how important do you think it is to have that atmosphere at you know a grassroots club like Broadwell uh, definitely because there'll be times that we need players to step up from the seconds to come and join the first team there might be times in the first team where you need to step down and join with the seconds to get some games so it's just nice to have that that club really Okay, mate. So today you said obviously it's a big game, Rudine Hill. How do you prepare for a game like this? Obviously, you said uh, you know you've been up a little while getting yourself ready after this. So how do you get ready for a game in the morning? Uh, normally, well, normally I have a little brother, so normally he's playing. So normally I just go and watch him, but he's not playing this morning. So be a bit of a quiet one. So I'll probably play, probably be on the Xbox for a little bit. What's, the, what's the game at the minute? You got the new Modern Warfare or? Oh, no, I'm on FIFA at the moment, on FIFA, new FIFA, so I've been out for a month or so, so I'll be on that. I mean, then, the, the new okay. FIFA, by the way, yeah. I mean, just sorry to interrupt, the new FIFA, terrible game. I mean, I hate <laughs> it. I, I'm still playing FIFA 21, right? Oh, so, it. <laughs> it's just, I, I played it a, a couple of weeks ago, and oh, it was shocking. I felt <laughs> it was just bad. Um, what, what's your, what do you, what you play, Ultimate Team, Career Mode? What, yeah, what are you fancying? Ultimate Team. Talk us through your team. How 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 good is it looking already? Uh, yeah, it's not looking too bad. It's not looking too bad. Who have you got? Need... Name names. Uh, got Halland, one to watch Jesus, De Bruyne, um, Inform Bellingham. So it's not it's not it's not looking too bad. It can be better though. It can be a lot better. Is there anyone who you know you play with 
or you know anyone within the local football scene that you think's a, you know got a good team or or is a good player at FIFA? We need oh. to start getting contests going. I want to get a beef uh, going. <laughs> uh, in in the broad in the Broadwell team, probably probably our goalkeeper Jack Watkins. He's probably not got a bad team. He sits on his he sits on his Xbox most of the day, so he'll be all right. I'm sure he's got a decent team. Unbelievable. What's the, <laughs> what, 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 what's in it? What's in his team? Oh, probably probably he's got probably got likes of the icons in there already. To be honest, and the game's only been out a month, so nah, I imagine. Sure. Yeah, I, I imagine his team's pretty much set for the whole year. <laughs> now, a chance to to you know give us a, a bit of a moment of truth. Have you spent money? Like actual money on FIFA packs yet? Actual? No, actually no, because I brought well, I brought the ultimate edition, so you get points with it. And since then, I haven't spent any money. But the team of the year might come out around December, January, so I might have to spend some money then, see if I can get one. Saving the pennies, Dan Brain. <laughs> so after you Definitely. after you play FIFA, you know what? What's the plan? Uh, so just I'll just have some have some lunch or have some have some brunch breakfast, and then get ready to. Get my bag ready, and I think we're meeting at Rodine for about ten to ten to two. So your your bag's not packed the night before. Is that, yeah, what, you're, no, that what you're admitting? I, yeah, no, I do that. I do that in the morning. Do that in the morning. Make sure I have everything: tape, socks, the lot. I don't mind it. Don't mind it. You got to make sure you're organised. Um, so Dan, thank you very much, mate, for for joining us on the program this morning. Um, obviously, big game this afternoon. We wish you all the best in that, and hopefully, you have a, a better result than you did in the seven sevens against me last week. <laughs> Just gonna that drop that in there. Um, nice That's little awful games. It uh, yeah, it was a terrible week for both of us, and I managed to get one correct score, and that was enough. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Dan, for joining us, and, and no we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Yeah. Dan Brain there, join us on the programme. Uh, Ruding Hill Rangers versus Broadwell Amateurs. That is the biggest game in the forest this weekend. Uh, big derby, big game. And, you know, there was a load of um, a load of fans go and watch it, especially the Boxing Day game, if I remember rightly, last, last year, I think it was now. Um, we had a, a nice little report come in from Robbie Clark, who, who plays for Long Hope. Who who I used to work with and have I've known a few years and yeah smoke bombs paint grenades and you know bit of banner bit of bite between the two sides that's what we like particularly in the local games we'll keep the show moving it's, we we are racing through today's program and I don't know why we need to slow down slow down or just speed up and and fire ourselves towards the finish and uh, see what happens. But next we have Ross Langworthy coming up on the programme. He is Fairford Town striker. He is the top goal scorer in the Hellenic Prem from Gloucestershire. So I think he's third in the overall um, rankings at the moment. But he's um, he's in a good bit of form. He started the season very well. And uh, we'll, we'll speak to him about a couple of approaches that he's had for him because he's a much sought after man. Anyone who uh, watches Hellenic Prem Football will know how good Ross Langworthy is. And let's see how he's feeling today. Morning, mate. Morning, Ross Langworthy, live on 7 Sport. How are you? All good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. All good, mate, today. Um, just dr- said before before getting you on, you know, the season 
how it started for you. You you seem to be in fantastic form. What have you made of it so far? Uh, yeah, it's it's been nice. Sort of hit the ground running um, at the start of the year. Um, seems to have hit a bit of a purple patch with with goals and stuff, um, which has been nice. Um, obviously, as a side, we've been a little bit inconsistent at the start of the year, but we seem to have found our feet a little bit now. I think and. We kind of know where we're going and what we're doing, and um, yeah, we sort of put back-to-back wins together, which is important. So yeah, we seem to have um, we, we seem to have got things sorted, and we, we seem to be moving in the right direction, which is nice. Because that sort of happened last year, didn't it? You know, Fairford were very inconsistent, particularly in the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah. Would you put it down to anything, or, or you know, because I know it's something that we, you know Jamie Reid tried to to avoid this time round. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, the Hellenic League's brutal in August, yeah. September. It's your, your Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, um, sort of every week, really. Um, and you don't really get chance to kind of get yourselves together. And if you've had a loss or two, you you're playing so often that it, it can be great because you get chance to put it right. But if you are in a bit of a run where you you're losing more than you're winning. It's happening so regularly because the games are coming so thick and fast that um, it is difficult that time of year. And yeah, your squad's kind of a bit all over the shop with injuries due to the amount of games and holidays and stuff because it's still the summer. And yeah, we just, it's a difficult time of year. I mean, we also, we were handed quite a tough start. I mean, we've done in our first 10 league games, we did. Worcester Raiders home and away, Corsham away, Westfields away, Malvern away, and they'll probably be, I'd, I'd say they'll be four of the top five mm-hmm. next year. Um, uh, at, sorry, at the end of the year, when you add Cribs in, um, that'll be a top five, I should imagine. So we were given a pretty, pretty tough start in that every other game we were doing one of the top five in the league, and um, we've come through that. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't managed to cause any upsets but we we should have pulled a point from from Westfields we battered them in the second half um and we we, we only lost one nil we we should have equalized really we, we were all over them um we ran Raiders really close away um three two so we've just been on the wrong side of of some close ones against against the big hitters which is it's been unfortunate because it's meant that you know as the stats will show it's we've lost them but um but we we've we've done okay against them. We've we've been close, but just not quite had enough um, to to kind of bridge the gap and, and get in there with them. But how um, positive has that been, though, to see that you know even if the results haven't been coming against the the, the bigger or, or better sides within the league, you know performances seem to to still be there. You know, there's plenty of positives to take from that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and it's been a bit of a learning curve. Obviously, we've undergone some changes in the summer, both from management point of view and, and a club point of view um, and also the squad you know players coming in um, and it's you know we've been trying to find our kind of um, what we look like as a group and, and what works best for us during a period where you're playing every three games and you're playing against um, one of the top teams every other game so it, yeah it, it was a bit of a manic manic start to the year um, but it's been 
it's been a good way to kind of learn about the group and about each other and what works well for us. And, and like I said, yeah, we've, we've pushed a few big teams close and, um, you know, some of them, we have, some of the games we haven't, there's, mm-hmm. we've been a bit off it and, and you can tell there's a bit of a gap. Um, but yeah, some of them, we, we have pushed them close and we have sort of had them, had them worried and, and clinging on a little bit. And it does, you know, it bodes well for the future. It bodes well for us as a group to, to, to take that and, you know, moving forward to the rest of the season where, you know, we're, where we're playing the teams around us and, um, looking to kind of, you know, cement the top half mm. place for ourselves, really. Because you obviously mentioned there that, um, you know, you've, you've got back to back wins. Obviously, we were there on, on Tuesday night for the win against Tuffley. You know, it, it felt like a, you know, from watching it from the stands, it was a weird first half in particular. You know, it yeah. felt like, you know, Fairford were creating a lot of chances. Maybe not, you know, any clear-cut chances for the likes of yourself and and George up front. But, you know, it always felt that, you know, getting forward, Fairford looked dangerous. And then suddenly, you know, you can see the free kick. Free kick comes in, you're one nil down and, and, you know, you're trailing at the break. You know, yeah. what did you make of the game? And, and you know, did really say anything at, at half-time in particular? Or, or did the players kind of know what needed to be done? Yeah, it was, um, it was a weird game. Like you said, we were, I thought for the first half an hour, we were... We were good. We weren't. Uh, we weren't at our best, but mm. you know the the flow of the game. I mean, they rarely entered our our final third. We had a lot of final third entries. We didn't create anything clear cut. Like you, we had enough of the ball in and around their their area to mm. to feel like we were we were in control of the game. Um, like you said, from one dodgy free kick, and we we've sort of lost it in the wind and conceded um, conceded and to be fair the, the, the last 10 minutes of that half we we were poor um, and they probably could have gone two up and we would have been really struggling then so we yeah when we got in um, as you can imagine Reedy's a very calm character so he uh, <laughs> he, he was alright he, uh, no, he, 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 he said his piece and he was spot on and um, and Coxie gave us some some sort of tactical advice and stuff like that, and yeah, we just regrouped. And we thing is, we knew that if we if we could score, that that there was three or four goals there. Yeah, um, and that was the you know that was the kind of key message that you know we we've not played well and we've dominated the majority of the half. So if we can if we can if we can score, then then we we fancy ourselves to 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 kick on and. Um, luckily, we got some. We got two quick goals, and well, I thought we'd then be in control. But we uh, they scored a good goal on the break, and it it was a bit of a crazy second half, really. But luckily, we we controlled enough of it to to come through on top. How important was it to, to score the two goals as quickly, um, you know, as back to back as they came? Because it, it felt like the game just you know flipped on its head. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe heads dropped a little bit within the Tuffy ranks for the next sort of. Um, five ten minutes or so before they did manage to to get that equaliser. But in in a game like that against a, another local side, how important is it to try and you know regain or, or gain that initiative as quickly as you can? Yeah, massively because they um, you know they'd have, the, the longer it would have gone on with us behind, you know, the more they'd have had to hold on to. And mm-hmm. you know they got they got some street smart players in there. Obviously, Warrenmans and Co. That would have um, you know. Oh, we lost him. The signal's gone. Unbelievable. Ross Langworthy. See, that's what happens when you talk about Warren Mann on this programme. Nope, line busy. We've lost, we've lost Langworthy. 
He's calling me back. Unbelievable drama. He's back <laughs> on the program. So I was just saying, that's what happens when you talk about Warren Mann on this program. It's like uh, it's like the boogeyman. You say your name, you say his name too many times, and then something happens. Cursed, cursed word that is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, yeah, like I said, they'd have they'd have um, had something to cling on to, and they'd yeah. have you know been clever about it, which you know they. they you know any side would do um and they got some dangerous players on the break and it would have been it would have been difficult for us it would have been a difficult half so it was important that we that we turned around like you said the game flipped on its head within a couple of minutes and it turned into to an entertaining local derby that you know entertaining for us because we came out on top of it but hopefully it was a it was a decent game for people to watch so as we said, you know, you've had a really good start to the season from a, an individual perspective. You know, you've already scored, was it 12 goals already? Something uh, like that? Yeah, yeah, 12. Um, you know, it is only just ticking into to November um, next week. You know, has that changed your targets at all uh, from an individual perspective or do you just try and score as many goals as you possibly can for the team? Yeah, not really. I haven't got like a magic number to try and aim for or, or anything like that. Um, yeah, I've just try and score as many as many as I can. Obviously, from an individual point of view, um, I mean, I've I've never finished as a, as a golden boot winner in a league before, so um, it's a, it'd be nice if the season finished now, so I could do that. But uh, yeah, we obviously I just you know contribute as much as I can. I know that my contribution to the team is goals and assists, and I just you know got a, got as many got to get as many as possible, um, and. You know that, that's my role, and, and that's what that's what hopefully I'll carry on doing. Fingers crossed um, to give us a, a chance of you know having a a good good few months ahead of us. Really, now obviously doing what 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 I do um, and and covering the, the football as much as I do, you know different people tell me different things. It's hard to know really what to trust. But I've heard uh, a rumor or two that a couple of clubs, unnamed clubs. <laughs> Um, have, you know, made approaches to to try and sign you this season. Um, you know, how happy yeah. are you at Fairford? You know, I know you're obviously uh, you've been there a couple of years now, scoring season upon season. Have you been tempted with any of the offers? It's it's a difficult one. Um, yeah, there's been yeah, not like there's been there's been um, I've been in touch. With the, a few clubs have been in touch and. Um, it's a difficult one. There's a few. There's always a few things to weigh up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to win a league or, or win. You know, get promoted again. I've got promoted twice in my career, but wasn't really kind of a starting player. Well, I, I certainly wasn't involved in one of them, and, and the other one I was sort of a bit part player coming off the bench. So I'd like to win a league in a squad that I'm, you know, a big part of. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I want to do before I retire. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of different things to weigh up. Um, but but to be honest, that it's such uh, Fairford's such a great place to be. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, I, I I turn up and I, I I look forward to turning up. It's a it's a welcoming environment. It's the the people behind the scenes at the club are, are top class. We're well looked after. Um, obviously, as you know, the food's not bad either. Um, and yeah, it's it takes a lot for. To, to kind of match that environment, you don't really get that at a lot of a lot of places. And um, for now, it, it feels to me sort of the, the right place to be. Mm. Um, you know, Reedy and um, and the management kind of know that you know what I want to kind of achieve in my uh, in my final few years. Hopefully, there's, there's quite a few of them, but you never know. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's a great place to be. It's it's a it's a superb club. Um, it's probably where I've enjoyed my football the most um, mm. in my career, and yeah, that's why I've I'm into my fourth season there now. And yeah, there hasn't really been been much temptation to be honest. Um, you sort of have the chats and stuff like that, and, and weigh a few things up. But there's you know there's there's been nothing that's wanted to to pull me away from from where I'm where I feel at home at the moment. Because a lot of the uh, sort of players that we've spoken to, particularly in the last sort of eighteen months or so, um, when approaches have come in, you know they're they're usually the younger players that you know still you know in in their teens that you know. What are you trying to say, right? Be careful. Here. Uh, it's, it's, it's a respectful question. Just wait. <laughs> so they're at the the early stage of their career, so they've not played in, for example, the Southern League before. So that's what draws them to potentially looking at accepting an offer like that. Obviously, you. Yeah done that you've played in the seven league you've played in the seven prem you know is there necessarily you know you're on about you know having a couple of years left or whatever is there a desire within you to return to the seven league or you know do you you see the hellenic league is you know still a decent league yeah um there's definitely a desire to to get back into the seven league um the fairy tale would be to to get promoted with fairford but we Mm -hmm. we're honest in that we know that we're we're building. We're, we're not at that point, um, so that there will be, you know, there'll, there'll probably come a time where I have to weigh weigh up those options. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the Hellenic League is so much better and more mm-hmm. competitive now than, than it ever used to be. Um, that with the the geographical move from the restructure and the the teams that are coming into it, and yeah, it's. It, the, the league itself is, is the made. money you want it, you want you wanted to say it the money the money as well the budgets that are coming <laughs> yeah yeah it's it has really kicked on uh, which is yeah. great for the league you know it's it's great for local football that you know that that, that standard is is so good now um, and I would say the level in the head league is now kind of what the southern league was you know sort mm-hmm. of six seven years ago when I was playing in it so um, but yeah there there is that kind of ambition to get back in, back into it, and you know the the long away days and the the sort of so say bigger clubs and, and stuff like that. You missed the, the trips to Biddeford, and yeah, I, and places like that. Yeah, I quite enjoyed those long away days. There, they're good fun. On getting on the bus and you know having a few beers on the way back. You kind of miss that. And like we, I think we only have about six bus journeys. So when we have them, they they are good. I'm um, sure you miss the uh, the coach trips to to Reading. On a Monday night, but then get caught in traffic because there's a burst water pipe in the uh, Reading Town Centre. That, oh, that happened God. a couple of years ago. I think that was last season, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, um, that was yeah two years ago. Jody had an absolute meltdown. Yeah, we had, one, we had another one called off on a Monday night when we were halfway to Binfield. Um, yes, I remember that as well, yeah. Yeah, and we had another one where we went to Burnham where it got called off at five to three. So we yeah. we trained on the pitch. Um, we all oh, knew yeah, it was, I do remember we that one as well. We knew it was going to be off when we were on the way, but they the ref made us get up right up to the minute and then said, "Oh, that's no, off." So uh, we trained and then had a few beers in the bar instead. So it's great because when stuff like that happens, everyone just knows to in about half an hour's time, just go on Jody Bevan's social media and just just see what he's saying. Just see what he's saying about the Hellenic League. It's, it's a good time. You can see the steam coming off him when when things like that happen. But to be fair, that's just you know classic non-league stories. You get them. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been quite a nice 
it's been an interesting restructure, obviously bringing in the Bristol lads and um, a few Hereford clubs and your Malvins and stuff like that. So the, the dynamic has changed a little bit. And yeah, it's it's a good league to be playing in. It's, it's a very good standard. Um, but yeah, there, there is, you know, I would like to, I played a lot of years in the Southern League, so it would be nice to to get back in there at some point. Well, hopefully there's plenty of years left for you, mate. Um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> how are you uh, getting ready for the game this morning? What's the what's the routine? Uh, I've had a cup of tea, um, so I might might push it and go for a second. Uh, and cool, then I just... wanted you are in trouble, mate. You're having a second I cup. I know, I know. I'll be flying today. Uh, yeah, just a really chilled morning. Have a bacon sarnie, I reckon, at lunchtime, and uh, make my way up to the ground at sort of get up there for about quarter past one watch a bit of football um, and yeah see the boys from about half one onwards really perfect Ross thanks very much for joining us on the programme today good luck against Wantage and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, soon yeah nice one Ryan speak to you soon mate all the best Ross Langworthy there join us on the programme uh, as I said rumours rumours float around all the time about players going here players going there if you heard about this player um, and in a week where you know Jack Watts has moved to to Stourport, you know Bishop Cleave are going to be in hunt for a striker. There's not many uh, not many players better in the game at the moment than Ross Langworthy. Not to insinuate anything, I genuinely haven't been told anything or or, or anything like that. But it's just my opinion. You know, if I was Paul Collicut, I would uh, firstly get rid of Freddie Ward. Um, I also would look at, at options, and if you're looking at a local option. Not too many um, better than the man we just spoke to there, Ross Langworthy. Um, but yeah, Fairford, they're at home to Wantage Town today, Cinder Lane. Um, three o'clock kickoff in that one, as Ross said. You know, food's good. The, the atmosphere's good at Fairford. You know, it's, it's been... Well, Fairford first got promoted to the Hellenic Prem when, when we first started covering that league. So we've been there to, to sort of see that that journey, the, the Jody Bevan era of the of Fairford Town, see how they've progressed and they've built and yeah, it's been been great to see. Fairford Town, lovely club and uh, wish them all the best of luck this afternoon against Wantage Town. Right, so the feature game tomorrow comes from the Gloucester County Women's Football League Gordon Perrett League Cup. We are watching Long Levens Ladies versus Dursley Town Ladies. Uh, it's been a, a good good excuse really because in the summer we recorded the In the Spotlight Series 2. One of the episodes was with Dursley Town Ladies experienced midfielder Michelle Watson. Here is an extract from that episode ahead of the game on Sunday. It's a little bit about her career and the journey to Dursley. This is Seven Sports. You know, as, as I said to, to you before we start recording, done a bit of homework got okay. my notes to obviously be able to, to to go through the the career of michelle watson first and foremost what were you like as a, a kid were you always you know mad about football or was it something you you gradually got into um because i had two brothers well i've got two brothers one older one younger um just always used to play with them and when i was younger there was no there were no girls teams mm-hmm. And you couldn't play with boys. So it was literally just kicking the ball around with my brothers and their friends until I was 14. And that's how I got into football. My granddad saw a clipping in the Stride News and Journal and gave it to my parents. And it was an ad for um, Cam Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I started. I went 
to a couple of training sessions just before my 14th birthday and then played from that the, the September after I was 14 and that's where it started. What setup would they have had obviously at the age of 14 were you straight into the first team or was there like a younger team underneath that no, there, was, or? there was no younger team although there was a group of youngsters training there wasn't sort of a team um, I think that was 96 mm-hmm. when I first went there and I think they've been around for about four years and they started as a cricket team um, just having a kick around and then started the football team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I went, they had the first and the reserves and I went straight into the first team and played in the Southwest uh, Division 2 at the time. So um, yeah, at the age of 14 when you could play ladies football went straight in and had a season in the first team where we won the double and then got promoted although it was a little bit um there was a few problems Mm -hmm. with I think um from the third season I started in the first to the second season but then there was just a little bit clicky, few sort of groups forming right, okay. with the management and someone took over and I decided I, I don't know, I sort of I fell out of love with football, I suppose. I didn't want to do it anymore and I was running, doing sprinting for Stroud Athletics Club. So mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to do that instead. Um, and then I was approached by the reserve team manager who said, oh, why don't, you, why don't you come play for us rather than just stopping? So I um, went and played with them. And then from the third season, the first sort of disappeared. Mm-hmm. They went and formed their own team. The re- reserves thing became the first team. And it was such, it was a completely different atmosphere. There was, it was more like a family, similar yeah. to what it is at Jersey now. It was just, and I really enjoyed it. And so, and that was, um, the first season of the county league we played in, and um, when I was six, 16, 17 maybe, um, yeah. So I started life on the right wing in the first team, but the reserve team manager put me up front for that first season in the county league, and that's where I stayed. And what was it like for a women's team, you know, in the nineties? You know, compared to, to now, we see just how big women's football is, how popular it's become. I could imagine that in 96 to, to what that would have been, 98, 99, you know, what would it have been like as a youngster coming through at that point? Um, well, because I'd never sort of had any experience of playing in a team, I was surprised to go straight into that first team. Mm-hmm. And we were playing teams like um, Taunton, Poole, um, some Welsh teams and so we were traveling quite a long way um, but it was quite daunting to be honest because only being 14 and a lot of them were established women who you know they were hard you know it was really sort of quite hard yeah. but um, where, where it's different now because I think you, you've got to be 16 to play in the ladies team now yeah and also back then not everyone like you had to, it sounds quite bad, but you had to be good to play football. Sort of, it, you, you only played football if you could play football. Whereas now you get teams where it's just 
you know, people want to try it out. You find it at youth football, you get a lot of girls just come along to try it out and see how it goes. Whereas back then it was very, you played football because you were good at it, basically. And um, it was it was completely different back then. And it was it was hard as well. Yeah. Was there more of an expectation on, on you as a player? Yeah, probably, because especially the team I went into, they were all a lot older than me. There was only two of us that went into the first team and that were both 14. And um, they expected a lot. And, it, yeah, it was hard because they were good players and because we had a Welsh international in the mm-hmm. team as well. And, obviously, they were fighting for the double. And it was, yeah, expected a lot from you. And then with the, the formation of the, the county league, how did that change uh, the way in which you, you approach football? Because obviously where the travelling wouldn't have been there, you know, it was much more more localised. Did it become more enjoyable or did you enjoy it all the same? Um, I think I started to enjoy it a little bit more. It was, you know, family orientated. It was much more, I found it more fun. And I just, en- yeah, just enjoyed it a lot more. And how, you know, how important was it to, you know, have that that family feeling in that team? Obviously, you're still quite young, still, you know, cutting your, your teeth in, in women's football at the time. Um, was that something that you needed? Yeah, I think so. I think sort of that first season, sort of, it, it, was, it was hard. So to go into a season where, I was enjoying it, playing with people more my age as well. Although there was obviously the experienced players like we've got Dursley now, there was, you had the experienced players because some of the first team they stayed, it wasn't just the first went and it was sort of a split. And um, yeah, I think that it, it was just a huge part of it where everyone enjoyed it more with the family atmosphere. Now you were at CAM until, I've got my notes here, till 2012. Yeah. Um, and Cam, it says here, um, sort of folded is probably the, the right term potentially. So what happened there for someone who, like myself who wouldn't have been around at that point? You know, was there any signs from a player's perspective that the club potentially could come to an end or anything like that? Um, at the time, no, I think, because obviously I've been there so long, although I did have a year at Stoke Lane when they were mm-hmm. in the Southwest Prem, but... Um, I think we won the league the season before yep. um, got promoted and the manager at the time who persuaded me to stay and play with the reserves he decided he didn't want to do it anymore got a new manager in and obviously with travelling obviously going further than we were before and lose, we were about to lose a few of our players to university as well it just looked like we weren't going to have enough players and then it we tried to sort of promote the club and look for more players and it just and then we also I think we all asked the county league if we could drop back down mm-hmm. you know right down into I think it was just division two at the time and I think we we're too late for that so in the end yeah it just folded and we were left to find new teams. How involved were you as players in that process you know did they rely on you or was it more of a, a committee decision taken out of your hands or I think it was, as as players, we did try our hardest to sort of find new players Mm -hmm. and look for sort of perhaps other teams that might want to sort of come and form, newly formed teams want to sort of come in as well. But 
um, I think the final decision was taken out of our hands. And then uh, what was it about Dursley that made you go there? Was it just a natural move location-wise or was it anything particular? Well, I recently had my daughter, so she was, I think, coming up one and we lived in Cam at the time and it was close, wouldn't have to travel too far. And I knew the manager at the time because mm-hmm. we played against them a lot, obviously, over the years. And I just asked if they, especially being Cam, local rivals, I asked if they minded if we came, there was a few of us that went, came training. And yeah, that's how I turned up at Dursley. And what was the transition like for you? Were you able to, you know, slot right in, hit the ground running or? Um, yeah, I think considering we come from Cam, we were welcomed. And um, yeah, it was, I think we did. We all, a few of us, we slotted right in and then, um, like I say, they welcomed us with open arms. It was really nice atmosphere and it was similar to where it used to be at Cam, so it was quite easy really. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. And there we go, that was the clip from Michelle Watson's in the spotlight interview. Um you can check that out, sevensport.co.uk, just go follow the tabs at the top for radio in the spotlight, and all of the in the spotlight episodes will come up for you to scroll through or you can go on the Spotify um, search 7 Sport on there and all of our radio shows all of our commentaries all of our interviews and stuff like that they get uploaded directly onto there but that's us out of time for another Buddies for Breakfast this week um, yeah as I said 7 Sport UK for all of the fixtures today and also tomorrow in the Gordon Perrett League Cup um, 7 Sport UK for all of the latest going on in the non-league Gloucestershire football scene. Um, Thanks very much for joining us. Next week, we'll be here again for another episode of Bertie for Breakfast. Same time, same place. Um, If you have missed the programme or you just fancy listening to it again, it will be uploaded, as I said, on the Spotify and on Anchor FM to enjoy. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for the guests as well today. And we'll see you next week. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk.